right now, the world couldn't be more chaotic. History shows us what gold does when the world goes crazy. It goes up in value. Right now, we're in unprecedented times. The pandemic, the war in Ukraine, the devaluation of the U.S. dollar. Gold and other precious metals are a defense measure against the hyperinflation that's happening right now. So what can you do to protect yourself? This is what you do. Call my friend, Alan Johnson, at United Gold Group. He's dedicated to helping people secure their retirement income. He'll help you with gold, silver, and other precious metals and show you how to set up your own self-directed IRA. Safe and secure, United Gold Group makes gold ownership easy and affordable. There couldn't be a better time. Call now and get a Silver American Eagle proof set with a qualified IRA. Call 800-753-8534. Again, that's 800-753-8534 or visit unitedgoldgroup.com. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I guess you can say I got the bug. The Halloween bug. Not that I'm doing any particular topic with regard to Halloween. It's just that any more topics within the realm of reality are sounding more and more like Halloween stories. We know the Halloween's coming. And we know that when Halloween happens here at Ground Zero, we focus a lot on the paranormal and the parapolitical. But a little of both maybe tonight. I don't know. Depends on how you look at it. Because again, I find myself always generating these stories that I tell you. And I back them up with fact and I back them up with other news stories that don't make it to the mainstream. And it all winds its way to the old idea of the dystopian narrative. Dystopian narratives have long been an alluring and thought-provoking form of entertainment, especially for those who take an interest in studying social and political structures or parapolitical structures like I do. From classics like 1984, George Orwell, Brave New World, Aldous Huxley, to Hunger Games. Remember the movie The Hunger Games and the books? And, of course, Squid Game which is a relatively new show. Yeah, Squid Game. I, <laughs> Squid Game is amazing because it's from Korea. It's a Korean story that translates very well to what's happening all over the world. And that's the, that's the thing, is that what we're talking about when we talk about dystopia is a universal fear from everywhere, all the corners of the planet. And these dystopian stories play on our fears while simultaneously serving as warning signs for the future. They're the signposts, the portents. Their attractiveness within our society and several others, it's not surprising because our lives are driven by fear. Fear leads us to spend and consume. Fear leads us to withdraw from our communities. And fear leads us to apathy regarding our own social and political processes. This fear is conditioned as much as it is natural. We have a primal fear for things. But, of course, 
the idea of conditioning enough fear to get people to do what they wouldn't normally do. That's that's the scary part. That's Machiavellian. That's uh, fear is conditioning. Fear is natural. And like I said, it's Machiavellian because if you look at the ruling class handbook, which is the prince, it made it very clear. It said, since love and fear can hardly exist together, if we must choose between them, it is far safer to be feared than loved. And so this idea of a an apocalypse, a fearful apocalypse, the idea of an apocalypse is central. It's, it's a central tenet of human society. We've been taught about Armageddon. Our presidents talked about Armageddon, even in a reversal that David John Oates did. He said it backwards and forwards, Armageddon. Then we have Judgment Day. We have the idea of a, 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 a nuclear exchange. That's always in the news. Are we going to have a nuclear exchange? The end times, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And then, all the while, we're living in the middle of, still, a middle of plague fear. Fear of plagues. Plagues that, in all fiction, triggers the zombies. And the zombie can be anything from a, a voodoo-cursed zombie to a zombie that's infected with some disease, bites you, turns you into a zombie. Yeah, okay, that's that's out there. That's 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 fiction. But yet the zombie endures and continues to be a staple in our apocalyptic horror shows, our horror movies, our TV shows. I mean, the zombie apocalypse, as you may know, it's it's a world that seems to have a lot of probability in the minds of the fearful because this is where the human race has largely been transformed into a brainless subhuman hordes horde of flesh eaters of of brain eaters and there's only a few random survivors of course and they're there to you know carve out any semblance of life they can and they're always stuck in some barren landscape with nothing to eat. They have to start from scratch. And so the emergence and immense popularity of the show Walking Dead, The, the Walking Dead, it's perhaps most influential piece of longtime narrative centered within the themes of survival, human interaction, and scarcity. The Walking Dead, of course, is coming to an end now. It's been out for like 10 years. And now they're doing their final seasons on AMC. The Walking, but then they're going to have some spinoffs, of course. But yet, The Walking Dead itself, the main storyline, is going to be cut off soon. But the interest in the zombie apocalypse is not going away. That's because it's because of the evil that men do, and how they never really believe in leaving well enough alone. So what they do is they show us their Frankenstein vision for everything, right? They talk about their CRISPRs and their DNA strands and how they want the blood of everyone and they want us to give our DNA up in the blood and they want to be able to boil it down to its components and they want to look at the brain and they want to toy with the brain, do a little MK Ultra numbers on the brain. That's the sort of thing. This is the Frankenstein vision of the future where in order to survive, they want us to become transhuman zombies or they want us to be infected serfs. And behind all the political battles, the social critiques, and the theoretical inquiries lies the most fundamental question. When we're left to our own accord, how are we going to interact with one another? How, how is it that if everything goes away tomorrow, power goes out, food is scarce, I mean, it goes a long way 
in trying to figure out how one person perceives the world and how issues are viewed and opinions are formed. And sadly, to our dismay, potential answers are typically presented in dualities. Are we good people or are we evil people? What is evil when you need to survive? What is predatory when you need to kill an animal to eat it? Are you competitive? Are you cooperative? Are you an adversary? Are you my enemy? Are you generous? Are you greedy? Are you violent? Are you peaceful? That's all of the themes that come together as to what is human. And it, it, it's, it's religion, it's spirituality. And if it runs amok, what do you become? Well, you become just like the zombies that are in the TV shows and the movies. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero. And we'll be back. You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.